from the advertising media capital of the world, New Milford, Connecticut, wherever that is. This is Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, a bi-weekly-ish podcast about all things automotive marketing. Now, here's your host, Matt Wilson. Earlier today, I was trying to listen to another podcast about uh, it was something in the automotive industry. It was like one of those you know, Facebook groups that is all about salespeople and they uh, talk about, you know, hey, how to make money and how to become a millionaire in the automotive industry. Kind of like a cheesy topic. But I thought, let me give it a listen and see what else is going on in podcasting in the automotive industry. And the podcast started with the uh, host being like, okay, dude, I'm going to mute my cell phone. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll mute it. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, dude, I can hear you. All right, let's get started. Three, two, one. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Like, I didn't even bother to edit out the first few minutes. And I thought, I'm going to do a podcast in the automotive industry about marketing, but I'm going to make it listenable. Like, I'm not going to make the quality crazy. I'm going to make the quality good, like radio quality. So that's what we're going for here on Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. Welcome to the show. This is like episode, I don't know, somewhere seven, six, seven, eight, maybe somewhere. So thanks for listening and the support. And, uh, I appreciate it. We're broadcasting our podcast from Mike Fu Media Studios here in New Milford, Connecticut. And today I wanted to talk about the importance of upper management, like in a group, being involved in marketing and a little bit about lot merchandising, you know, whether you have balloons or stickers on your cars or those old school sale signs that people GM in the uh, hoods of the cars. I wanted to talk about that. And I wanted to find a guy that works at a group. So here in Connecticut, we have a uh, large group called the Executive Group. And they're located uh, in Connecticut. Most of their stores are in central Connecticut. And I have Scott Orsini. Is it Orsini? Is that the, Am I pronouncing it right? Yes, Orsini. Yep. Scott Orsini, the general manager, Executive Group, joining me here on Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. How you doing? Good. I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Good. Listen, it's good to have you on. You, uh, Executive Auto Group, the reason that I reached out to you was I was driving through uh, Middletown, Connecticut, headed to the Essex Steam Train for a day out with Thomas. I never miss a chance to ride on Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. Uh, I have children, by the way. It's not just me because that'd be weird. Um, <laughs> but we were driving through uh, Middletown. I think maybe, was it Route 9? I don't remember what route we were on. But, yeah, Route 9. But there's that like rail bridge. I was at a stoplight and there's a rail bridge and there's a, the side of the bridge is flat and there's a beautiful executive auto group uh, billboard essentially with uh, your different um, are your different manufacturers on there. And my wife turned to me and she goes, that is the best billboard spot in Connecticut. And that's what made me research and find and and seek you out. And uh, that, that's an awesome spot, right? Yeah, it, it, it's really great. Um, I've gotten more compliments and more attention from that billboard than um, a lot of stuff that we uh, we do. You know, I believe that that was uh, didn't another group or another store have that on lockdown forever? Yeah, that was another store's um, uh, billboard. Uh, they were been recently sold, uh, so the billboard came down, and um, I noticed it, and I, I reached out to the uh, billboard company, and uh, it was available, so uh, we, we took it. That's a good spot, too, because so many billboards and outdoor, which is, you know, not outdated, but not... Uh, you know, not part of everybody's media plan anymore by any means. Um, they're off the side of the road and you kind of only look at them if you're the passenger, or if you're bored. I mean, that is like in your line of sight. If you're at the traffic light, forget it. But even if you're driving through it, it's noticeable because, you know, 
the bridge is noticeable. And then you realize there's something on the side of the bridge. So kudos on that. That's real cool. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, what is the importance, do you think, of marketing, of upper management being involved in marketing? Because at, you know, different groups or different stores, sometimes maybe the GM handles it or the GSM or you have an agency. Uh, but what's the importance of somebody close to the top making sure that they're involved in what's going on in marketing and marketing decisions? Well, I, I think in a lot of stores, um, when it is just in the sole hands of a general manager or a sales manager, uh, I think we all think that we're, we're marketers. Um, right. and, and a lot of times, you know, we're not. I mean, uh, you know, the sales managers and general managers do what they do uh, best. Um, you know, and a lot of times they don't have the time to actually, you know, think out a uh, strategic plan for advertising. Um, so, uh, in our group, um, myself, I'm, I'm heavily involved, um, in, in the buys, um, in the creative, um, you know, we, we have, uh, you know, meetings once a week, uh, to, you know, see, uh, see what's working, uh, if there's any changes that have to be made and so forth. But, um, I think it's very important that, uh, upper management and ownership is, is involved in the advertising. Um, so they see what's going on, see where the dollars are being spent, um, and, and being uh, involved in it from, from the you know, ground up uh, for, from the beginning of the month uh, to the end of the month, I, th- I think is very important. You know, you make a good point about, uh, you know, if somebody like a GSM or a GM or an EM is, on- is only handling it, maybe that's not their area of expertise, right? And, uh, you know, I had an owner at the last group I was with, and he would say to me, listen, here's what I'm thinking, but you're the expert. I was the marketing director of this group. You're the expert, so give me your opinion, which I always thought was great instead of this guy being like, well, I know everything. Let's do it this way. Uh, You know, I think it's important to trust your people uh, that may, uh, you know, have the skill set or spend all their time on that one thing. And if you're a GM or an EM, you have a lot of things to oversee. Uh, and it's important to trust your people. And that being said, like the, the, I'm with an agency now and we see all different forms of it, right? We see some guys that are down to the, you know, what keywords are you buying? And we see some guys who are like, listen, here's my budget. You just do what you want to do. And then they don't even pay attention to it. Right. I think, yeah. there, I think there's a balance there. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, you know, uh, you know, a lot of the, um, a lot of the owners that are old timers that have been around for a long time, uh, especially on the digital end, you know, they, they don't understand um, the new age of, uh, of advertising, um, you know, because I because I feel that they, they can't see it or touch it, you know, like, you know, like a newspaper or see your ad on, on uh, you know, on TV or cable and stuff where, you know, things have changed dramatically uh, over the years. And, there's uh, you know, digital plays a, a huge part uh, of uh, the advertising role now. Yeah. And I always say, I say this to dealers. I say, you know, you want to watch your marketing, but you also want to trust your agency, right? If, you know, if you have, here's the plan, the agency lays out the plan or whether it's your, whether you use an agency or you have an in-house department that acts as your agency, whatever, whatever the setup is, it's important to say, okay, here's the plan, but you go ahead and execute it, but give them, in my opinion, anyway, give them the, uh, authority to maybe make some adjustments or changes within the budget framework on the plan based on what they see happening with the market or what's happening with the industry or the, you know, the results as the month goes on. So I think there's definitely a balance in like, okay, guys, here's what we want to do. Here's what I want you to do. But also letting them sort of say, okay, I think you're better off, you know, 
doing this or moving some money here or, you know, it's definitely a balance. And it is important for people to admit like, okay, you can't possibly know everything about everything, right? Yep. You know, the other thing too, this is a discussion that I've had a lot with uh, different dealers and vendors is lot merchandising, right? In terms of whether it's balloons or, you know, lease payments on cars. You know, we, I, had an, I had a discussion once with a, with a general manager and it was about like putting lease payments on cars, right? It was like, okay, $1.99 a month, zero down, and it's on the door of the car. And one side of the discussion is people see it and they get excited and they ask about it. The other side of the discussion is, well, they're already here. We brought them into the showroom. So why wave this, you know, thing in front of them that, you know, may end up being not eligible for everybody or there's a huge down payment or whatever it is. There's that. And then there's this school of discussion where it's like, oh, you want to make it look like you have something going on. You you know, it's eventful. What is your thought on, you know, vehicle stickers and pricing on the sides of vehicles in your showroom and on your lots? Yeah. So, I mean, so what we do is, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, uh, that you need to change your lot around, um, you know, uh, uh, every few days, um, because a lot of the traffic pattern are those people that are going to work, coming home from work at the same time. You know, if, if you're, if you're a dealer that doesn't change your lot around, you know, I, I think your car is age, age will age fast. Um, and, um, you know, people kind of get used to, you know, when they drive by, it just blends in and it doesn't like pop at them. You know, we try to, you know, jockey the cars around once a week or, you know, a couple of times a week, Um, you know, put some, uh, you know, mix the colors up. Uh, We got some nice off brand stuff. Uh, All the off brand stuff stays in the front line because people know, you know, the, you know, the new cars we sell, they know that we're going to have those used here, but they may not know that we have the off brand that we take it on trade or or might buy at the auction or, or online and so forth. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, we do dress a lot up with balloons, pop the hoods. Um, we kind of, our group, uh, you know, we went to one price about three years ago. So we, we, we kind of changed, um, we don't do stuff that like a lot of dealers, you know, have done in, uh, for a long time. Um, we've changed with the times and have, um, evolved in, in one price. So our, our selling systems and, and stuff and the way we merchandise is different than uh, most most typical dealers. You know, and you bring up a good point too about, um, you know, balloons and that kind of thing. We always used to joke around. Uh, I used to work in radio and we would do, you know, live broadcasts to car dealers, right? That used to be like, and some people still do them. And that used to be like the thing. Every weekend you'd have a radio station there and you know, they broadcast live for two hours and give away T-shirts and blah, blah, blah. So I used to do it all the time when I was in radio. And there was we used to be like, oh, this dealership has balloons. Balloons sell cars. You can't sell cars without balloons. <laughs> and we would always kind of laugh at it. And then, of course, I get into the auto industry. And then, you know, I'm hiring a balloon guy to b- balloons on my showroom every month. And it's not about balloons sell cars. It's about balloons give it an atmosphere that is like it's a little decorated. If it's Christmas, they're red, you know, red and green, whatever it is. If it's July 4th, they're red, white, and blue. And balloons don't sell cars, but balloons do create an atmosphere of like something's going on, right? Yeah. You know, um, what about, do you find that it may vary by brand? Like, okay, you may put, you know, stickers on the side of a car at a Kia dealership, but at a Land Rover dealership, it may be a little more, I don't want to say classy, but maybe a little bit less like, you know, decoration or pomp and circumstance. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, we, we do have a few Highline stores and, 
you know, um, th- that product is, 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 uh, and the way the lot is actually set up is, is treated a little bit differently than, uh, some of the other brands that we, we do have. Um, you know, the one, one thing, uh, as far as stickers we will put on the cars are a lot of the, um, certification programs, um, from the manufacturers, you know, kind yeah. of, um, you know, points out the bullet points on a certified car. So we do, do put those on the side windows next, next to the, um, the stickers that we have with the buyer's guides and stuff like that. So the people can get the information on what a certified pre-owned is. What about reputation? You know, so much of the industry now is about transparency. People know what they do all the research on your car. They're looking on your website. They're on YouTube. They're researching things about the vehicles. They're on car gurus and all those sites. And a lot of the time it comes down to where am I going to, we all have the same cars at the same prices, right? So it all comes down to where am I going to get my car and uh, you know, me personally, I'm online and I look at a restaurant that has like a 2.9 on Google and I'm like, I ain't going there. I, I'm looking for like 4.0 or better. How much do you guys uh, focus on reputation in-house at your stores, at your group? Um, we, we focus on that a lot. Um, you know, I, I preach to the guys um, um, and part of their pay plans are actually tied into um, actually a certain amount of reviews that they're required to get. And um, we also take pictures of all the new car deliveries with the salespeople that we market on Facebook and so forth. Um, you know, it's a big part. It's free advertising. You know, you put a picture up on, on Facebook with, with a, a happy client and a salesperson. And, you know, it just, you know, somebody sees that picture, then they know that person and then they tag them. And it's just it, it doesn't cost any money. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, we, we really uh, push that. We, we do push the reviews. Um, you know, we, we do have a company that monitors our reviews and. And, and listen, we're, we're all not perfect. Um, there are times that, you know, we may mess up and, um, you know, a customer may not have a good experience, but it's how you handle that afterwards and how you handle that customer. Um, those customers end up probably being your best customers. Yeah. And I think people understand you can't keep, you can't make everybody happy all the time. Like, you know, I was researching places to go on my honeymoon like eight years ago, right? And you're reading the reviews. And as you're reading them, you're like, this person is miserable. Like the person complaining about having to wait too long to go to, to get in for dinner reservations at an all-inclusive resort. You're like, dude, you're you're on vacation. You're, you're at a bar. Like, what's the hurry? So I think customers understand too on the reading reviews on dealerships. Like you can't make everybody happy all the time. And dealers need to realize that too. Like you're not going to have a 5.0. That's not realistic. And not only that, if you have a 5.0, is it really believable from the customer standpoint? Yeah. Uh, no, no. I mean, yeah. we're, all, we're all human. You know, I yeah. mean, you know, you get some of these sites that, you know, guarantee, a, you know, a 5.0 review. It's not, that's not realistic. It's not real life. And so uh, just a quick plug for executive group. You guys have 13 rooftops, right? All kinds of yep. manufacturers, Land Rover, Hon- Honda, Jeep, Nissan. You're all over the place, right? Yeah. You guys have a collision center too, I think I saw on your website? Yeah, we have two collision centers. We have uh, one uh, executive collision center in Wallingford, which is in the back of our executive Honda store. And we have another uh, collision center, Liberty Collision, up in Hartford at our Liberty Honda store. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate your time and talking to me and your insight from like a larger group perspective. And uh, at the time of recording this podcast, we're getting close to the end of the month. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you go. But I really do appreciate it, Scott. I like my example in there. You like how I said I like my own example? <laughs> I like my example in there of watch your marketing, but trust your agency. And you got to understand if you're a GM or an EM or an owner, you don't know everything. Right. 
And sometimes it's nice to think you do know everything, but you can't know everything. And you got to trust the experts in your area, whether it's an in-house marketing director or an agency or a vendor of some kind that you use, or maybe just someone you speak to outside of your company that advises you. You got to trust other people. You just can't. You, you can't know it all. It's not possible. Lots of cool topics coming up. A uh, bunch of episodes uh, lined up and ready to go that I think you'll find interesting. We are bi-weekly-ish because I don't really have time to do it every week. And do people really want to hear me droning on every week? Probably not. The other day, I uh, had to go out to Long Island to visit a couple stores out there. And I took the Port Jefferson Ferry. I don't know if uh, people not from around Connecticut know, but the Port Jefferson Ferry leaves from Bridgeport, Connecticut, takes you across Long Island Sound to the northern shore of Long Island to Port Jefferson, uh, Long Island. And then you're like kind of almost halfway down, uh, maybe a third of the way down on the island. Instead of having to drive like through the city around, uh, it's not really quicker, but it's a lot less stressful. So I took the ferry and it was beautiful out there. And but I'm on the ferry and I'm, you know, I'm working. I, you know, I got like a golf shirt on and my, you know, briefcase and my laptop. And there's, I'm in the lounge area and I'm looking all around me and it's like senior citizen hour. Everyone in there was like 85 and they're all hanging out and that's their day trip. They're taking the ferry over to Port Jeff to walk around and like buy a t shirt and have dinner at a seafood restaurant, dinner at one o'clock, by the way, and then, uh, and then drive home. And so why? Why would I take the ferry to go to Long Island? Well, you know, it takes three and a half hours to get there and I could drive there in two hours and 45 minutes. It's because of the productivity time, right? Instead of being stuck in the car driving all day, I'm on the boat and I do a little hotspot on my cell phone and I get on my laptop and I surf Facebook. No, no. I uh, check email and, uh, you know, write, write emails and communicate with people at my company and it's productive time. It's all about being productive during the day when you can. Plus, on the way back, the bar was open and you can get like a like a Corona on the way back from your meeting. And there's nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. We will see you next time. Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson is brought to you by... Wait, this guy has sponsors? Oh, never mind. This sheet of paper's blank. No sponsors. That makes more sense. For updates, info, future episodes, and more, follow on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and connect on Frackle. You guys made that last one up. That's not even a thing, Frackle. Come on.